Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me on the Word Podcast. We are in the book of Acts, chapter 4, at the end of it right now. And we saw in the previous episode how God responded when his people lifted up prayer to him with one voice. Remember how it was? (laughs) Let's go to it. Verse 31. And when they had prayed, the place where they had gathered together was shaken, And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak the word of God with boldness. Now notice that they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak the word of God with boldness. So the the idea being that everybody was speaking forth the word of God with boldness. And what we're about to read here in the balance of this fourth chapter shows uh, what was occurring among the body of Christ, what really was the norm day in and day out, not just when they gathered together for a corporate worship time. So give heed to this, okay? So again, what happened? They had prayed. The place was shaken, literally physically shaken. God responded that way. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. They're all speaking forth the word of God with boldness. Now verse 32. And the congregation of those who believed were of one heart and soul. Let me stop for a moment. So the people, the ones that were believers, that were true believers, the multitude of true believers, they were of one heart and one soul. Well, why is that? Because they were of one spirit. Okay, we'll see that later on in the New Testament, right? They were of one spirit, the Holy Spirit. So they're of one heart and one soul, and not one of them claimed that anything belonged to him, that anything belonging to him was his own, but all things were common property to them. Now, this is rather profound right here, okay? Do you see the change of heart, the change of lifestyle, the change of mind, the change of spirit? that the things that they had, the things that belonged to them, they did not consider them to be belong to them anymore. But they considered them to be common property to all of them. This wasn't somebody that was something that was mandated from, by leadership. Okay, This wasn't something that the Lord says, okay, to prove that you're actually saved here, you have to give away everything that you have. No, no, no. It shows the transformation of heart. And I tell you what, if you look at those who profess to be believers today, do you see this type of attitude? (laughs) What do our lifestyles reflect about us? Yes, it's a pretty damning thing, is it not? Well, let's continue on, verse 33. And with great power, the apostles were giving testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and abundant grace was upon them all. So the apostles, the ones that had been with Jesus and had seen that and had experienced the entire previous three, three and a half years with the Lord, they were testifying of the resurrection of Jesus. And they were doing so with great power. Now, all of them had been filled with the Holy Spirit and were speaking forth the word of God with boldness. Okay? 
But here the apostles were speaking of the resurrection. And abundant grace was upon all of them. The grace of God was on everybody. Well, in what way? Verse 34. Now it starts to explain how 32 was coming about with common property. Here's 34. For there was not a needy person among them. For all who were owners of land or houses would sell them and bring the proceeds of the sale and lay them at the apostles' feet, and they would be distributed to each as any had need. So this, this is the logistics of how this was taking place. Okay? Their hearts were so transformed that if there was need among somebody, they met that need. We actually see that later on. We get more insight into how we're supposed to give as the body of Christ, how we're supposed to give as believers. Usually, if you ask most people in the Western church how they're supposed to give, you're going to get this whole lecture on the tithe. You know, you don't see the tithe anywhere in the New Covenant. You don't see the tithe anywhere. The tithe was an Old Testament thing. Now, that sounds heretical, doesn't it? Yeah. But when you get a proper understanding about giving, you find out that we are to give hilariously, that we're to give joyously that we are to give as each man determines in his own heart and see if your heart is given according to the heart that God wants you to have then you will know how to give that you will give proportionally we're supposed to give proportionally that we're to give regularly we're to give abundantly we're to give with planning setting aside you know in preparation we are to give and this is where people really forget we're to give beginning with the household of faith if there's need among the household of faith among believers, we're supposed to meet that need. We're to give uh, to those who pour into our life, those who teach and those who preach to meet the needs of their lives. Okay? And so here you, we have an example of it manifested. There wasn't a needy person among them because they met the needs. Oh, they would even liquidate things. They're land in their houses, and they're bringing it, and they're giving it to the apostles, and then it was just distributed as people had need. Okay. Now, nowhere was this mandated. Nowhere was this dictated. You have to do this. This was the overflow of a transformed heart. This was a pattern and practice of behavior that showed how they were supposed to be living. And they did it. This is really how we're supposed to be living, folks. Now, the last two verses of Acts chapter 4 give a little example of this and actually sets up what we're going to see later on in Acts chapter 5 says this, verse 36. Now Joseph, a Levite of Cyprian birth, who was also called Barnabas by the apostles, and then a little parenthetical statement, which translated means son of encouragement, and who owned a tract of land, sold it, and brought the money, and laid it at the apostles' feet. So we learn some things right here. This guy's name is Joseph. He's actually called Barnabas. The apostles called him Barnabas. Why that? Because Barnabas means son of encouragement or son of exhortation or son of consolation. He was empowered by the Holy Spirit to exhort, to console, okay, people. And that's what he did. So they named him that. They nicknamed him Barnabas. But his given Jewish name was Joseph. Now, don't lose sight of this because we're going to say a lot about this dude. Okay? His name's Joseph. He was a Levite. A Levite. He was from Cyprus. He wasn't from uh, the Holy Land, the land that God had given. And he owned a tract of land. That's really interesting because the Levites didn't own land, didn't have land 
as a portion of that which God gave his people when he divided the land up. But it doesn't mean they couldn't own land. He did own land, but it just wasn't that land. So he sold a track of land, and he came, and he brought the money, and he gave it to the apostles. And you think, well, what's the big deal about that? There is no big deal until you see what other people tried to do to emulate that. They had, shall we say, less pure hearts than Joseph, the Levite of Cyprus, who was nicknamed Barnabas. <laughs> a lot of details right here. Folks, this is the kind of thing that you just need to pay attention to when you're reading the Scripture. And so often, guys, preachers particularly, don't pay attention to this stuff. They don't pay attention to it. And because of it, they stand up and they say things which just are not biblically correct. I mean, just, just overt error because they just don't pay attention. Well, my time's up. Again, I'm Dale. We'll continue with this in the next episode. I'll see you all then. Goodbye.